This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Welcome on in WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone subscribing, following, listening, of course, and watching the podcast. Our 94 WIP YouTube page. Tucker Bagley will join me, as he always does, on our video podcast in a few minutes. Give his take on, on really the biggest thing going on right now. I know Eagles training camp coming up. We'll have a lot of Eagles stuff on the show next you know, months, but certainly next this next couple of days. But, you know, there's kind of dueling things going on in Philadelphia sports right now. Eagles training camp about to open. And, of course, the Phillies, as they lose two out of three in Cleveland, coming off of, you know, not great at the end against Milwaukee. couple tough series for them. Now come home for Baltimore, which would be a really fun series against a, a really good, really uh, exciting Orioles team. But the Phillies, you know, as, as we look at the playoff picture, there's five teams – is separated by about a half a game in the NL wild card. And the Phillies certainly have a chance, a good chance to make the playoffs. But I, I felt this all year. There are no lock. There's just a lot of up and down. And and what really has become clear through, through you know, a lot of games now, I mean, we're basically two-thirds of the season, is they need another bat. However you want to configure that bat in, they need another bat. We've talked about so many different options here, from the logical to maybe the illogical but fun, like Shohei Otani, Juan Soto. But as I, I view the Phillies, and we watched Bryce Harper play first base this weekend, and I thought he played it well. I, I, I thought he he showed a, an obviously an athleticism that carried over from his outfield days, but more of an instinct to get the ball, especially on the ground, than I thought he would. He had that ball where he kind of fell into the crowd, uh, you know, the camera well after he caught it. I like what I saw to Bryce Harper first base, but from what we understand right now. It's not an everyday proposition. The Phillies are going to give him days in between. I, I imagine this is still what his program of throwing. So that means you're going to see Bryce Harper back at DH some days and someone else has to play first base. So as you kind of go through all the possibilities for the Phillies between now and the August 1st trade deadline, they could get a first baseman and take Harper off of first. They could get a left fielder and really hope Harper could play first base on a more consistent basis. Or they could try to thread the needle and get – the one player that feels like the perfect fit for the Phillies, just considering their roster dynamics this year. And that's Cody Bellinger, the first baseman slash outfielder for the Chicago Cubs, of course, formerly with the Los Angeles Dodgers. If you were drawing up a perfect Phillies trade deadline acquisition for just this year, you know, not a guy that's going to cost a ton because it's a rental, not a guy that's locked in a one position. So you have to either play Schwarber left field every day, or you have to play Bryce at first every day but they can actually do both and is hitting well right now. It's Bellinger. The only thing he doesn't bring is, is a right-handed stick. He's a left-handed batter. But I think as you look at the Phillies and you look at their splits versus lefties and righties, it's about even 
their team OPS. I don't think the, the need is so glaring. It's just a matter of how Topper kind of sets up the lineup so he doesn't stack the lefties all on top of each other, even though you make a case the lefties all should be near the top. But that's that's a different kind of debate. But I think it could work. You know, Bellinger is having an excellent bounce back season and at one point was the MVP of National League. So let's dive into why I think Cody Bellinger really is, if you're drawing up the perfect Phillies trade deadline candidate, why he checks all the boxes. All right, so let's just start with this. He's having a big year. I mean, he's his back. And, you know, in 2019, he won the MVP. He looked like he was one of the ascending stars in baseball. Then he had a shoulder injury. And he really wasn't the same for years. His power just evaporated. And that happens in this with shoulder injuries. They take a long time to recover from. Pitchers or hitters, shoulders are, are really tricky. Elbows, they could fix. You know, Tommy John, it's it, it's fixed. And, and then as long as you don't rupture it again, you can come back to be yourself again after time. Shoulders take time. It's it's just it's this weird thing where they can end careers. They could change who you are, the profile of the player you are. So it took Bellinger some time. But just look at him now. He's a 145 OPS plus. He's a 918 OPS. I mean, he's really hitting the cover off the baseball the last month for a Cubs team that although they're not dead in the NL Central, they're not really contending. And they're kind of fooling themselves. I think the Cubs will sell by August 1st, and Bellinger will be out there. So he's making $12.5 this year. $25 million mutual option for 2024. It's not the worst thing in the world if Bellinger picked that up for the Phillies. It would give them another year of this kind of rotation of first base, right field, left field with, with their DH first base type. So I, I think it wouldn't kill the Phillies if he, if he picked it up. Most likely with the year he's having, there's 50-plus million dollars to be made in free agency for Bellinger after the season, maybe 75-plus million, maybe 100 million. So he's going to opt out. And he's going to go in a free agency. I, that's what I think is going to happen. Now, the Phillies will be taking on some risk here. It, it's similar to Carlos Rodon's contract last year with the Giants, where if you trade for the guy and he gets hurt down the stretch, you're on the hook for the $25 million next year. But he's a position player. Even If he gets banged up or has a tough stretch, again, I don't think twenty five dollars next year for, for Bellinger for one year is a, is a bad thing. So I, I would treat it as a rental. I think the price would be as a rental. But if he's here for next year, it's not the worst thing. One of the things I love, or two of the things I love about him, one, his strikeout percentage has plummeted. He, he's become a better hitter now, just overall approach, overall you know, eye at the plate than he was when he was with the Dodgers. When he was the Dodgers, even a couple of years ago, he swung and missed a lot, a lot of swing and miss in Cody Bellinger's game. He had some years there where his batting average was really bad. He's cut his strikeout percentage down to 16.7. That's really good. I mean, most hitters these days are 20 or above. Sluggers, 25, you could find that. I mean, for 16.7, that he's putting the ball in play. And he's got athleticism. He's got speed. Obviously, has a lot of power. And the other thing that makes him clearly such a, a interesting target for the Phillies is he could play first base at a high level. He could play the outfield at a pretty high level. Now, I think he's better in left than center. I think in center, maybe those days are starting to pass him as he gets into his upper 20s. When he was younger, he could play center at an MVP kind of level defensively, that that's probably moving past. He's more of a corner outfielder, but that's what the Phillies need. They they need a first baseman slash corner outfielder. And I think you could do both at a high level. Really, it's a rare skill set. There's not many guys left that have it. I, I don't know why more, more players, more quality outfielders don't also learn first base because it just makes you more versatile, makes you more intriguing for teams. It, it makes the Phillies a team that I think should pursue Cody Bellinger. And according to reports last week, the Phillies have been scouting the Cubs. Now, is that for Bellinger? Is that for Stroman? Is it for lesser pieces? I don't know. But Bellinger's one that could do it. The last one I can remember doing it at a pretty high level was Vic Swisher. Um, back with the A's, with the Yankees, the White Sox, Cleveland. 
he could do it. He, he could play center when he was young, move to the corners, but also could play first base. And it made him really versatile. And I look at Bellinger in a similar way. Maybe not his high wasn't as high. Swisher wasn't an MVP player. But the player is now reminds me of, of Nick Swisher, who was a good player. And, and he helped, you know, that Oakland team when he was young. He helped the Yankees win a World Series. He's a good player. And I think Bellinger could be that for the next team he goes to help a team win a championship. And the other thing I, I think really fits this team, this group, this time period with the Phillies is this guy's got a lot of postseason experience. You don't have to worry at all. Will Cody Bellinger, will the lights be too bright? He has 267 plate appearances in the postseason. All those years with the Dodgers, all those big games. And he wasn't always great. He had some tough series, a lot of swing and miss in his bat back in the day when he was young. But just he's had a ton of postseason experience. He would fit right in to a team whose goal right now is to make the playoffs and to win the World Series. And I just keep thinking back to, you know, Dave Dabrowski and how he builds teams. And, and he's used the phrase, and I think we've talked about this before, Tiger. He, uh, Dabrowski's used the phrase, blue chip players win. And when I think of Cody Bellinger, this is a blue chip player. This is a former MVP. This is a guy who's been a big-time player and is having a big-time year. Cody Bellinger, for the fit on the field and then for the way Dave Dombrowski builds teams, he feels like someone they would go after. Yeah, I mean, he he makes a lot of sense. And for a team that's offense has really struggled, and you think about all the guys making 20-plus million dollars in this lineup, none of them have really shown up this year. And you mentioned the one thing that I think kind of gives me pause is it's another left-handed bat on a team that's already pretty left-handed heavy, right? Like if you add him to this team, your top three hitters right now, the way they're they're playing, are already left-handed. And Kyle Schorber, Bryson Stott, and, and Bryce Harper, those have been your three best hitters probably over the last six weeks or so. So if you add Cody Bellinger, all of a sudden, your lineup's really top-heavy, really left-handed heavy. And we kind of saw in the postseason last year how much teams were, were so afraid and so focused on stopping you know, the, the left-handed bats of the line. I mean, you kind of saw it earlier in the season, too, when they went to Tampa Bay, and they kept bringing out those openers to try and stifle the, the left-handed guys early in the game. But, I mean, Cody Bellinger's really helped the Cubs out in the last, like, three weeks. He's been the hottest hitter in baseball in the month of July. He's hitting 452. he He's got 22 RBIs in, in 19 games. He, he's been unbelievable. And the position versatility on a team that's, you know, pretty unorthodox right now, with Bryce Harper and him, you know, being a part-time first baseman and Kyle Schwarber being a part-time left fielder, you know, having sort of that three-way fielding platoon between Schwarber, Harper, and Bellinger in first and left. I mean, he's a perfect puzzle piece for an imperfect team right now. And, you know, he doesn't get people excited the way Juan Soto does. He doesn't, you know, create headlines the way Shohei Otani does, but he did. He did like four years ago when he was MVP before he got hurt before the pandemic season. And, I don't know if he's ever going to get back to that. I don't know if he's going to, you know, compete for MVP trophies again. And this kind of hot streak he's on, I think, has really raised his price tag when the Cubs start, you know, calling around um, for for offers in the next week or so. But yeah, if the Phillies have a chance to add a guy like Cody Bellinger, who you mentioned has postseason experience, I, I think it's a great fit for this team. I, I think he offers a lot that this team is missing, including Pop, you know, in the lineup, which their their home runs have been few and far between so far. And his he adds plus defense at two positions where you haven't gotten it at all this season. Well, and that last part, the, the way Tucker framed that platoon thing, that that's it. I mean, that would make this such a good fit because on days that Harper can't play first, Bellinger does. On days Harper can play first, Bellinger plays left field. Now, 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me, let me attack the idea of, of the left-handedness and how it would affect the lineup. And then I'll get to the price tag and, and you know, the, the guess on, on what it would cost. So here's what it would do. I, I think the Phillies can make this work with the lefties. They just would they, – they couldn't do a thing where they eventually drop a Turner, drop a Castellanos if you keep struggling because otherwise you'd be too left-handed at the top. You kind of have to have the balance throughout. So you'd be forced all year to keep hoping – and I'm beyond hope, but keep hoping that Trey Turner figures it out. So, But here, here's a, a sample of a lineup that I put together with Bellinger. And I do think what Tucker mentioned, they just haven't hit. I mean, their guys haven't hit enough this year. And it's why they need another big bat, not just, not just a complimentary piece, but a big bat. So here's how I would do the lineup if they acquire Bellinger. Schwarber one, Turner two, even though he really is killing the Phillies right now, but to keep the balance. Schwarber one, Turner two, Harper three, Castellanos four, and they have switched that back. So that's already the top four. Bellinger five, Stott six, Real Muto seven, Marsh eight, Bohm nine. So you go lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, lefty. So it's the only spot with two lefties. Real Muto, a righty, lefty, righty, and then obviously back to the top lefty. It's the best balance you can come up with. And I do think Stott it can hold his own. Um, he's such an impressive you know, hitter, and he's getting better by the day. So I think Stott can hold his own. Now, as far as the price tag would go, Tucker's right. Bellinger a month ago would have cost less than he does. Now, and the other thing that could make Bellinger more expensive, if it is a bidding war, let's say the Astros, let's say the Giants, the Yankees, the Phillies, is the Angels are playing better. So Otani might not get moved. They might just say, screw it, let's try to make the wild card with him before he leaves us anyway, or maybe he'll stay if we make the playoffs. And I don't think Soto is going to get moved. I mean, as much as I want him here, and I think it's an amazing buy to get a 24-year-old that's this good, and anyone out there who doesn't want Juan Soto in the Phillies, you're just you're nuts. But I don't think they're actually going to get moved. So you start kind of tearing the bats. I don't think Goldschmidt's actually going to get moved. There's a real chance Bellinger's the best bat that gets traded between now and the deadline. So is he worth what he's actually going to go for? No, but that's the cost of business. It's it's a it's a marketplace. So I think because it's a rental and there you are on the hook for potential 25 million next year, which is I think makes teams a little wary, especially if it's a smaller market team. Let's say the Rays. I don't think they need it, but let's say the Rays are interested. You take a team like the Rays who's interested, and all of a sudden Bellinger tweaks his back or breaks his ankle in September, they're on the hook for $25 million next year. They don't want to be. So I think it will take some suitors out. My guess is it will take one top 100 prospect for Cody Bellinger. He's a rental. It's two months at, at the minimum two months. Maybe you get more than that if you make the playoffs. And then maybe you throw in a low-level prospect. So like a two-for-one. And for the Phillies, that would mean Painter, they're not going to trade for a, a rental Bellinger. Abel or Justin Crawford type. I mean, that, that's what I think. Maybe... Maybe it would be more like a Griff Bagheri, who's not quite on the top 100 list, but like a Justin Crawford or a Griff Bagheri leads the deal. One of those two. And then, you know, a low-level prospect. That's what I think it would get. And for the Phillies, where they are right now, I, th- I think it's a risk worth taking. You know, to trade, Griff, let's say, a Griff Bagheri or a Justin Crawford, one of those two, and then a low-level prospect to get a Cody Bellinger if he's the best bat, I, I would do it. I-, I think this guy is 
having an incredible bounce back year. Again, fits, like Tucker said, the puzzle. He's the puzzle piece. And there's not many guys that fit this bill. I'm at the point now with how poor this offense has been, how little they're getting out of Turner, how you know Castellanos has gone backwards here. Zero power, basically, from Bryce Harper. I can't worry about left-right. I, I need to worry about impact. And, and right now, the Phillies are not getting enough impact from their big hitters. Bellinger is right now an impactful bat. You put him here, you bring him to Citizens Bank Park, I think it'd be a, a really nice match. Cody Bellinger feels like the most – I'll use Tucker's line. On an imperfect team, he, he's a perfect fit. On a team that really could use two different things, he's both at the same time. I like the idea of Cody Bellinger. Of all the options that are likely available, possibly available, definitely available, Bellinger makes the most sense for the Phillies. Go get him. Put him in the middle of the order. Play him at first. Play him at left. I think Cody Bellinger in a bounce-back season as a former MVP could be a really, really nice trade acquisition for the Phillies and Dave Dabrowski. Appreciate everyone listening. Lots to talk about tomorrow on WIP Daily. Remember, subscribe to the YouTube page. And of course, follow the podcast, wherever your podcast, WIP Daily. Thank you so much for watching and listening.